Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Edward's Review. Ah, oh, wow. October 12th. Okay, this is going to be one of those little droveled on episodes because this is a big one. Uh, first, it's a, it's a premiere night uh, for Chucky. And that will be like later tonight or so. But I want to like rub, I want to travel back in time just to the very beginning of Child's Play. And I'm not talking about the uh, 2019 version. I'm talking about the 1988 version. Which is, oh my god, this is like a treasure trove of uh, who's who, what, what, uh, back in the decade. Uh, which is basically a hard, hard, year, a hard decade, to be honest, to be uh, alive for it. Which is, you know, today's technology is just, you know, a fathom idea. Uh, cell phones or like brick phones. Uh, the only entertainment that you have is either television that is not a streaming service that you have to wait for hours on and for your favorite show to be on and what channel. And, of course, uh, all, all the foods that we all ate back then was like either too sugary or too uh, salty. Uh, it was a different decade. But uh, even so, this movie uh, brought not only its own film series and its own rights, but several things happening for it as well. So to start off, yes, we have Child's Play back in 1988, uh, deals with the two-dimensional serial killer, then Charles Lee Ray, or better known as Chucky. And he's being chased by the cops, and we are seeing him, you know, dodging, running, shooting at them, he gets hit. And then we got ourselves uh, in a, uh, a not so abandoned, but uh, an closed up uh, toy store, if you will, for the night. And he breaks into it. Knowing that he's slowly dying, uh, he finds himself uh, looking at this doll. Now, uh, in some sort of practice that he did, uh, he realized that he could, he could put himself in an inanimate object and wait until it uh, until he feels the need to reappear if you will um, basically you know a soul transfer if you will so he does that there's a lot of light and show and one big explosion after another and they assume that hey uh, this freak storm just helped us uh, nab the uh, killer which is he's gone so, of course, the cops think that it's all over and all that, but we as the audience know that this is just the beginning of the movie. Fast forward to the uh, next day or a couple days later, uh, we find that the uh, toy store is boarded up. Uh, there's a mother who's looking for a, ch- a child's toy to give for her kid uh, for Christmas or so. And... Um, Sure enough, she finds a bum with a doll, a good guy doll, uh, all wrapped and everything. So she's like, okay, I'll buy it off of this bum. And, you know, of course, uh, of course, you know, there's a purchase of that. She brings it home. She brings to her kid, Andy. Uh, this character will be more prominent later in films because it will be further exaggerated on the first three. This is one of three. And, of course, you know... Uh, you know, the kid likes it. You know, it's his, his, do- his, his own toy and all that. 
And one night, you know, she asked her friend to uh, watch Andy while she's running a few errands for work. So she's like, okay, well, I'll watch over Andy. Uh, sure enough, that night, uh, without us knowing that this doll uh, literally got up and did several things in the household uh, to cause mischief. So, of course, we see our, uh, our somewhat other death in the film. Uh, being up with the babysitter, her friend, uh, who babysit Andy, and the police are like wondering, like, what's going on? Why is there like a footprint of a kid right there? It might have been accidental or something. It wasn't. Uh, then we got ourselves seeing Andy going to the south side uh, because uh, there was this person in an abandoned home that felt that wronged someone in the past. So, of course, uh, we are brought with um, our second unalive moment that uh, happened. So, of course, uh, this is starting to become like a little weird pattern for the mom. She's starting to like somewhat piece together a little. And then she realized that, you know, upon moving the box, there was a pair of batteries jumped out of there. Now, she doesn't understand, you know, she assumed that the doll was talking and whatever, and she assumed the bump put the batteries in. Uh, upon investigating inside the doll, she realized that, wait a minute, this thing's moving on its own. Why is it moving on its own? Why is there no battery? And then she just, like, confessed, saying, you better show yourself, and the thing goes bonkers. Like, absolutely bonkers. So that means that this doll is literally alive and terrorizing. So, of course, she goes to the bum and wondering, what, where is where's this thing came from? Where was this? And sure enough, she, um, she didn't get her answer answer until the investigating cop, who was then um, someone of a point of interest, so to speak, realizing that, hey, this... This came from the crime scene that I captured that serial killer. And I need to find out what's going on. I need to find his files. Now, believe it or not, uh, and this is where I'm getting a little exaggerating of the actors here. The cop, played by Chris Randon, which is, again, fantastic, uh, fantastic guy. You know, he's doing whatever he's doing. He's great. And sure enough, you know, uh, yeah. Chucky goes after the cop because, hey, he wronged me. I'm going after him. And uh, in a failed attempt, uh, he got shot by the cop. And he's like wondering, like, I'm supposed to be immortal. What the hell? So uh, it wasn't until later that uh, the mother and the police officer just found out that Charles, uh, known assailant, uh, no assailants, if you will, known associates, uh, have some sort of uh, background in voodoo rituals. So, of course, um, <laughs> uh, Chucky visits them before you even had the chance and been told, like, hey, you're being reverted back to human, but in this form. And he's like, I gotta get out of this. How, how am I supposed to be able to get out of this? So, sure enough, that the uh, person that he revealed himself to has to be that body that he can jump into. 
So I think to myself, like, oh my god, the only person I revealed myself is that kid. So it's now a risk against time um, that uh, Charles uh, Chucky now has to um, go after the kid and just, you know, possess another body. So, of course, that's in shoots. Uh, the movie pretty much ends with him being burnt up crisp and nearly disembod- disembodied and all that. So that's uh, another way of forming uh, this idea that it's almost done, it's almost dead. That gives us to the second movie of Child's Play, where this one is totally like left field, so to speak, but even so, it is understandable that um, people assume that your villains are gone, but they're not gone. They're just reincarnated as something else. So, of course, uh, this brings us to another part. The second half, uh, uh, the second movie, uh, Child's Play 2, which is of 1990, two years after the first one, uh, we brought to the idea that it's, it has been two years uh, after the incident, but uh, Andy's mom uh, in the film uh, been declared uh, not uh, fit to raise Andy. So what happened was that uh, his mom was institutionalized for being crazy. And Andy didn't then put on, uh, put up being in uh, foster care. So of course, you know he's he's trying to adjust life the way it is for him uh, until his mom gets better. Which in in the story, yes, his mom does get better over time, but not more recently because there would be some reason of her being negligent or uh, being of. Uh, uh, unfit. So, uh, he then, uh, goes to a home, uh, to meet his then now future big sister, uh, Kyle, uh, which is, uh, Christine Elise. Uh, her work is best known to be a, uh, 90210 and all others. So, of course, uh, after seeing a good guy doll, Andy is a little uh, deterred, so to speak, that this might come after him because it's another, it's another looking like Charles doll, Chucky doll, you know? Uh, it turns out this is not the same Chucky doll, but it's a totally different thing. And of course, you know, uh, in the film, we are brought back to seeing the good guy factory being uh, in distribution, and there's always like this strange, weird commotion that's going on. Um, Apparently, somehow, um, the original body, in some ways, uh, may have made its way over to the factory and then repossessed another doll. Which you gotta keep in mind, this is one screwed up uh, storyline, but it seemed to work well because it does uh, many things with it. So, of course, uh, Chucky uh, finds his way to find Andy again. And uh, with the help of his big sister Kyle, uh, they were able to subdue him, so to speak, uh, by returning him back to the good guy factory to make their final confrontation with. And a lot of things ensued on that part. Let's put it this way. Melted plastic 
not best for skin. And air hoses are meant with extreme, extreme, by the way, uh, measure of safety. Also, balloons do a pop. So, yeah. So, anyways, that brings us to the end of Child's Play 2. On the other hand, Child's Play 3, which was uh, debuted in 1991, gives us an eight years difference uh, between uh, the second to the third, which uh, portrayed by uh, Justin Whalen, uh, famed for uh, Jimmy Olsen and uh, in uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventure of Superman, uh, back in the early 90s, as well as uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, nearly the end of the decade. Uh, Child's Play 3 has Andy being in the military, and again, the good guy company uh, wanted to sweep the whole incident that they had with the kid, with the doll, everything. So, of course, uh, he tried to sweep it up with uh, him being not crazy, but uh, also at the same time, they made sure they kept an eye on Andy, just in case if something, you know, on their end or his end comes up and whatever, which was proven bad because uh, this is how Chucky finds out that he was in the military at the, er, at the age of seven, uh, 16. Of course, we're brought in a new char- uh, character, Ronald, uh, Ronald Tyler, whom is a ch- still a kid himself, and you know we're going through the whole disciplinary and motion of being in the military uh, during a, an exercise. Uh, Chucky replaced the paint rounds with live rounds, and causing a lot of commotion. Uh, with the uh, two faction teams thinking that they're hitting everyone with fake bullets, not real ones. Uh, which, that's not cool. That's, that's quickly dispatched. Uh, there was also like where he starts doing mischief stuff. Uh, of course, we find ourselves in a carnival uh, to bring it all at the end, in a way. And uh, doing so, they find themselves inside the one literally amusement uh, attraction called Dante's Inferno. And that in itself was uh, Chucky falling into a very open-bladed pit. Which, personally to me, if that was like that at any carnival, uh, yeah, I want to stay away from that. That's dangerous. Then also you gotta understand these is like the 90s. Safety was something that was further from the person's head because they think like, oh, no one's gonna be able to jump in it. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. So of course, um, by doing so, we believe that was the end of Child's Play uh, in itself. Which uh, the title alone, yes, it's the end of Child's Play, which brings us to. 1998's Bride of Chucky. Uh, this is where we're introduced to Tiffany, um, Chucky's former love, ex-girlfriend, love interest for the film. And she was retrieving all of his bodies because this was uh, 
about a good six months after the ordeal in 91. So this pretty much changed everything out on everything. So of course, uh, we are brought to our next stage of uh, Chucky evolution, if you will. And they uh, decided like, hey, uh, let's go ahead and transfer his soul into a living body. No can do. I can't transport my whole soul again without my amulet. And the amulet is stuck in the dead body of his original body. So he's like, oh shoot, this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna need to find a way. You gotta help me travel. She's thinking, nah, because there was like a little lover's dispute, if you will, that she didn't really gave him the ring. She just like ended up finding it on someone or something. And sure enough, you know, uh, a plethora of things uh, happened. Uh, for one thing, uh, Checky found a way to uh, escape his imprisonment to unlive her. And then transfer her soul into a doll. Not a doll that she would like, but a doll nonetheless. So, uh, of course, the uh, they had to like race against time now. To race against time because she wants to be human again. And she can't do that with a dead body. So... So, sure enough, she um, she has to agree on getting getting the uh, amulet from Charles' dead body, and and of course, you know. She has to travel in the new style that she gave, uh, she was given to him. So, sure enough, uh, of course, we were meeting with a young uh, Catherine Hargill and the late, great uh, John Breuer in the film. And, of course, uh, there's always trouble in shoes when there's a road trip. Uh, when we are stumbled upon that John Breuer's body, sadly, uh, found in a compartment by their friend thinking that they killed the dad uh he they just he just assumed that his friends are killing uh parents and just like you know it's like weird so of course um cast and suits uh both Chucky and Tiffany had no choice but to reveal their definitely deed causing their friends uh, demise if you will. And uh, by doing so, that's like, you know, rule one, you know, you, you're doing what you gotta do and all that. Uh, yes, I'm gonna have to get over the scenes uh, where they go into a hotel and there's a honeymoon suite and there's a deed that's been done leading to uh, our finale where, yes, Chucky has gotten to the body he wants to get his amulet, and he's realizing, like, wait a minute, I'm a soul killer, and I'm digging it, and he's not 
digging it because he kind of killed Tiffany uh, involved him with this. So, of course, chaos ensues. Uh, Tiffany stabs Chucky and brings him to the pit. Whereas he kind of dispatched Tiffany uh, before landing in the pit, causing both their demise. But at the end of the film, they brought a new bundle of joy, so to speak, uh, into the world. Uh, and that gives us all the way to Seed of Chucky in 2004, where we're introduced to the character Glenn, who's voiced by Billy Boy, of all people. And that's a fantastic uh, way of doing it. The, uh, the issue of this, on the other hand, uh, this is where Glenn's wondering, like, where did he come from? What family part did he uh, understood from? And then from there, he is like, okay, yep, this is, this is my family. Uh, which is a family of silicos, and he doesn't understand it. He gets a nervous tick out of the whole thing. So, uh, at, towards the end, there's a reveal that Glenn is actually Glenda, or the embodiment of two split personalities in one body. So, uh, of course, uh, with the seed of Chucky, we're also brought uh, Jennifer Tilly in multiple roles because she's also an actress of herself, portraying a actor in a film. Uh, we also have Redman and the fantastic director John Waters uh, and his role in this film as a pervy uh, paparazzi. Uh, this what also leads to our next film because at the end of the film we are introduced with a severed arm in a box grabbing on a young kid. This would bring us to The Curse of Chucky in 2013 which is a, a retelling of the first movie in a different perspective that leads up to the first movie. Meaning that uh, the family uh, literally just found out that the serial killer Charlie Charles Lee Ray uh, organized this whole uh, I kidnap your mother uh, you're my children now uh, you have a serial killer for a dad and in uh, retrospect it was because the kid told the cops that he killed my dad kidnapped my mom and the reason that Nika in the whole film which played by uh, his daughter Kira Dwarf I believe she is uh, Nika uh, in a wheelchair and she's been told that the reason why she's in a wheelchair is because Charles Chucky stabbed her in utero which is in the belly before she was born so it was wheelchair bound constantly uh, towards the end of the movie, we are brought that the character Allison, who plays Nika's niece, uh, was being was watched over by her grandmother, but got intervened because Chucky got himself mailed there. And brings us the first soccer at the end, knowing that, okay, Chucky has somehow succeeded. Leading to the cult of Chucky, which is 2017, which is the aftermath of the curse of Chucky which is four years later knowing that uh, Alice is, is uh, presumed missing or departed she's gone uh, Nika's an institution because of the supposed crimes that happened in curse was due to for her on a psychotic break we're introduced with a lot of 
patients in there, and one of the patients holds a good guy doll, which triggered Nika wondering, like, what's going on, until uh, she's been brought to attention that her niece is departed. She's no longer among the living, and by giving her a uh, gift, she and herself have been, uh, you know, seeing Chucky. Of course, uh, with the curse of Chucky brings that out small after credit if you will that Alex uh, Vincent the one who played Annie in the first two reprised his role as Annie Barkley with a pop-up Chucky giving us the cult of Chucky uh, uh, another sequence that what's happened in the little post thing happens to be giving ourselves an idea of hey this is what happened and this is what's going on Chucky tried to get after me, and I want to get a way to get after him. So he hid a weapon in another Chucky doll, so to speak, and gives us the whole plethora of wondering what's at the end. But at the end, uh, Nika has been possessed by Chucky, dispatched nearly everyone in the institution, and rejoins Tiffany as there's another Tiffany doll uh, bringing forth of everything else. But at the end of it, uh, we are seeing the same severed head of Chucky from a couple scenes earlier of that movie uh, talking to Kyle and wondering where's her brother. Which gives us a whole buzz like, oh my god! Which somehow leads us to the somewhat failed but hard to attempt 2019's Chuck Child's Play uh, that had the voice of... Mark Hamill uh, being of the villain. And this is an animatronic one uh, to the standards of creativity and all the technologies that we've been. This gives us an idea that creativity or connectivity is not the best idea on certain things. So, of course, uh, that's like a child warfare of all things. And I, for one, don't agree uh, how this whole franchise uh, kind of points out that the flaws of uh, of our reality is that we are constantly having things connected. We connect our lights to our voice box speaker. Uh, we have this thing that records things and tells us the time of day as, as it's connected to the internet and all that. It can literally go wrong by changing a lot of things. So that's like Bad News 101. But at the end of the film, I mean, we realize that it's a bad thing. Uh, there would be a small glitch. Uh, and also, there would be a possible reason to worry because uh, one of the dolls kind of glitch from blue to red. So that's like totally different there. So, uh, so just to uh, make sure that you guys know, um, this is Chucky. Child's Play Day today, and to make sure that you guys know that it will be premiering on Sci-Fi tonight. So I, for one, am going to be probably sitting in front of the TV while looking at this. So um, for throughout the whole series, uh, the voice of Chucky uh, was voiced by uh, Brad Delf, Durf, and this gentleman was fantastic with his lines as sequence not to mention his film roles uh from lord of the rings to halloween rob zombie versions to uh many others 
uh, has done quite well for him. And I, for one, kind of wish I was able to uh, meet him and his daughter at a convention of sorts. But, I mean, it it didn't really come to pass with that. So, you know, say I love you. Say I love you. Anyways, I'm bringing this up to a close. Yes, it was a driveled on one, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of happy I got through all of the things before we end up ending it. So, I uh, thank you for listening, and you guys have a fantastic time. I, for one, am going to be watching the premiere later, so uh, you guys have a great one. And until, as always, see you until the next episode. Later. Hey guys, I want to thank you for uh, listening uh, to my podcast. I'm also know, known to be over at not only Spotify, but as well as... Oh, wow. I'm also on Spotify, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and public uh, radio public so yeah if you guys uh, want to keep on uh, listening uh, besides me covering certain stories uh, just shoot me a message on my review page uh, over at anchor.fm slash uh, for slash edward dash castro five that is uh, c-a-s-t-r-o and as a joke no relation